He's just a hack. He's just an absolute hack. And he gets his ass kicked by his teammates every week. It's just, you know, it's terrible. It's just terrible. All right, we're back. Joe DeLeon, Sean Anderson. Welcome back to Hack City. Talking week 13, rivalry week of college football. A lot of shit went down yesterday, Sean. Um, Sean, how are you doing today? It was a uh, it was a good day today. It was a good week, Thanksgiving week. All the uh, all the fun is coming gone, and now we're into the uh, the post Thanksgiving three week depression. Which uh, oh come on, be, be uh, a it's a little mid-y. bit of a little post. It's come a little on. bit of post Thanksgiving, a little bit of that though. You, come, you can't tell me is <laughs> what you this part of year, this time of year, this this gauntlet. <sighs> what does well, November twenty seventh do for me? Well, let me ask you this: Why does it need to be such a gauntlet? I mean, you're you're living the dream. You're you're producing football content. Like what's the dream? Oh, stop being so fucking negative. Relax. (laughs) See, it's so weird when I start doing a Joe DeLeon bit. Yeah. uh, Then Joe DeLeon hates it. But this is all you do to me all the time. I'm just like complain. Yeah, it's not even complaint. I'm just saying it's a gauntlet where it's like, oh God, you know, I don't know. It was it was a really good look forward to week this past week with Thanksgiving mm-hmm. the night before and then the, the weekend after, which I didn't even just working, you know, I was just, I wasn't doing anything uh, particularly. It didn't go out on Friday or Saturday or anything, but it was just like, okay, now what? And then it's like, oh, well here comes the first week of December. That's always fun. Well, I, I guess for, it makes a little more sense why you hate it more than I do because I'm, you know, it's warmer out here than it is in the, in, in the East coast. So oh, like, I, can, it? I, uh, eat shit. I, yeah. I, I don't know. I think you're being a little bit, you know, you're being a little negative. Am I being a little bit of a sourpuss? Yeah, I'm usually the one who's the negative, shitty mood person. So let I, I see. I don't like this. I feel like the past couple of months it's been like that. Like I, not like every episode, but like in general, like I'm usually the one who comes in with the attitude. Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm not. I'm not vibing with the. It, you know what it is? It's I look too pale right now, and I know it's that's just going to get worse and worse. And it's the lights hit my face, is this and that, and it's all that. But regardless, this, all this, 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 this sheer white is uh, is just going to get worse. Uh, so I, I know I'm going to have to see if you didn't I'm point gonna, it out. I don't think that I don't think dude, I would notice. So anything. it's so bad, <laughs> and it's just it's been all cloud cover, which I typically love. Mm-hmm. But now that I have like an HD camera, I'm looking at it now. I'm like, you're such a, you go get some sun. Go find yeah. some sun. Yeah. When, uh, when you get a good camera, it kind of, kind of ruins Yeah. It. Does it? Um, well, Sean, we do have a lot of crazy games to talk about. We did have like a little time off because of Thanksgiving. How was how your Blackout Wednesday, by the way? I'm curious. Oh, blacked out. I mean, you? It, it, you? I mean, it was, it was good. <laughs> uh, it was a, uh, it was a good Blackout Wednesday. Uh, pretty big pregame. The pregame split up to a couple different parts. Went to mm-hmm. a, a couple bars. Uh, that was fun. Uh, and then it was, um, God, it just it kept going. And when it was time to go, I'm like, okay, it's definitely time to go. But it was a pregame, a full send, and then a postgame. Uh, and then it all became, all right, well, he's still got to be operational tomorrow. So try to go to bed before two. How much of that do you remember? That's a lot to get in before two. That's like a lot of uh-huh. back into one. Uh, did you make it home before two? Yeah, I think so. And I'm pretty the, sure I did. How much of that do you remember, though? Oh, I remember I just about all of it. Oh, because oh, so you didn't bars, out. Well, no, no, no. I mean, it was it was an incredibly heavy drinking night. I, I, the right. next day was a, a disaster. Uh, but it was it was the the bars were 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 so packed. And it might be my last time in this area going out on on Blackout Wednesday because it's just mm-hmm. 
20 year olds that are shoving me and they're like, I'm like, Hey, I know you're really excited, but if you start shoving me, then it's going to be a problem. And then no one's going to get their drinks. And then the bar, t- it just took too long to get drinks at the bar. Yeah. Well, see, I, I was proactive enough of drinking way too much ahead of time. I think I only oh, had there was like, plenty of that. Yeah. I only had a couple drinks when I actually got to the bar. Um, but no, it was a, it was a pretty successful night. I will say the only downturn, just like running into, it, it was a little more local for for me. Everyone was going out near, you know, where we went to high school. So it's like you're just running into people that you know the whole. Yeah, night that, kind of I went I went local this year instead right. of going, you know, Arlington. I I was uh, inebriated enough where I don't remember the the particular person I went to high school with who said this to me, but uh, I was having a conversation with somebody. It was not a very, you know, compelling conversation. Sure. And, this additional party like was kind of like being a part of this conversation and I need to find out who it was. Cause it, it, it was so upsetting when this person said to me just unprompted, like I didn't say anything to upset them. Nothing. They said, you know, you kind of look like Jeffrey Dahmer and I, for the amount of people, the amount of people that have made that comment, Blake has made that comment on the sec show. You He's made that stuck. comment. <laughs> Keith made that comment. Justice made that comment. Lendell white made that fucking comment in our office of all people to make that comment and maybe and do something me, about it then uh, but what a, I, do i need to shave my hair is that haircut different glasses the glasses you have 80 serial killer glasses but and i pointed it out they're great glasses they're popular glasses i like these glasses they're the best they glasses on, they hey hey they look really good <laughs> on it on, on you if you had brown hair or if you had black hair or orange hair red head bald uh maybe not bald uh but but with that blonde hair and that that santa's little elf uh from the from the rudolph face that you have and the glasses it all kind of puts together an image especially with such a popular documentary which i still haven't watched uh that, on the I on the forefront of everybody's mind don't, don't watch it I, if that stupid thing didn't come out i don't think any of that would have ever happened oh so funny little Dahmer, hilarious <sighs> What right, did you do, do to him? What, did you say, hey, that's the first time? I, or did you just say, No, oh, I yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah, laughed yeah, it yeah. off because like, I don't want to be the guy who, sure. who gets into who, a who gets, fight in the yeah. hometown bar. I, I laughed off and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, a couple people told me that. And I told the Lendell story because I thought it was like a, a funny way to Name laugh drop. It off. Yeah, why not? Right, right. It's like kind of like an FU way to, to get my way out of that. Um, But, you know, it is. Look at the latest one. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> I know it's bringing the energy today. (laughs) I know it's a serious thing, like that whole documentary and situation, but that's really funny, Patrick. Uh, God um, damn. Sean, the one thing that did boost my spirits is that I bet, and we're going to talk about this game later, I bet South Carolina money line plus 425. I got in on it live. I got in on it live. Uh, And you know where I did that? I went to bet online. Oh, did you? Are you going to do the read or am I? That was like the... Of all the ham-fisted handoffs I've tried to give you, and you, like, just like, like, it's like I was like whipping inbound passes just over your head, <laughs> and I threw the most majestic lob into the air, and you just watched it hit the ground. I got gotcha. you, I got gotcha. you. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I um, I had myself a weekend of betting, a lot of good bets that I was happy with. Over fifty-five and a half, Michigan Ohio State hit. I took a same game parlay of that over 55 and a half of Michigan 8.5 uh, covering hit South Carolina alive hit missed the uh, missed one crazy parlay should never hit Oregon money line 
uh, did not. Oh, no, 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 no. Am I tripping, tripping? Why did that say it hit? You didn't take Oregon. I don't know what I took there. That's I'm I'm reading it wrong. I basically I had a good college football day betting and then I lost it all today. I I just made every mistake possible in the NFL. The NFL is so fucking hard. It, 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 yeah, I don't waste my time with it. Don't don't. Here's my problem. I I for the first time all year, maybe the second, maybe I bet on Atlanta. Maybe I did because they're dogs. I'm saying this is the Commanders. They just you should have bet it, on it, your own team. That was the mistake that you made. I shouldn't have bet on my own team. I understand. Uh, but I did. And if you want to look like a big fucking doofus like me, then head to BetOnline.ag. <laughs> you think they'll appreciate that? Or they want somebody that's Joe Cool over here uh, um, boosting up the product regardless. BetOnline.ag. Have yourself a great Saturday and an awful bloodbath disaster of a Sunday. Uh, always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether it's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Fuck the World Cup. Don't know how to bet Fuck on that shit because everything's a tie. Went out and watched a game at a bar. Disaster. I'll tell you about that. I know we got so much to talk. I'll yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it at the, at the end. At the betonline.ag, join your, uh, receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure you use promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. BetOnline, where the game starts. I guess we could just smoke cigarettes in a backdoor patio at a bar in D.C. I guess we could. I really? love it, what but I'm sitting here. Uh, dude, a soccer bar. Soccer bars. <laughs> What am I supposed to do? This is just the worst kinds of people. I I don't. don't, Soccer fans, if you're at a bar, I guess I guess whatever whatever traditions that you guys have is different than the American tradition. Where at a bar, when you get your drink, you don't stand right in front of the fucking bartender the whole time, taking up a space at the bar. You fucks, move out of the way from the bar. Stand in the back like all of us. How am I supposed to get a drink? I just see you fucking guzzling Guinnesses, loser. Well, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that those are the people that don't. The soccer fans are the ones that don't go out to bars to watch sports. They're they the, go out to watch soccer. That's what they do. They and only they, go out they, for soccer, and it's like the, it's kind of like this high and mighty once, thing. Ugh. I don't. I don't know what that they is. They plant down at one spot and they don't move for three yeah. hours. Um, sick of them. Yeah, we're not watching soccer. We're not a soccer podcast, but we are a college football podcast, and we're talking about the the slate of rivalry week games. If we miss any that we people want to talk about, drop a comment in the chat. Please let us know. We will get to as many as we can. We're going to talk about four of the major impact games in terms of outcomes, what it means for uh, playing in championships, and just in general spoiling some things for a couple of the games that we're, we're going to get to. I wanted to start with Michigan and Ohio State, but Sean, I think it makes the most sense actually to start with the game that I was at. Uh, I was at Ohio uh, at USC Notre Dame, and oh, you, Sean, that had to have been one of the most upsetting games. Yeah, I was. Ha ha ha. That had to have been one of the most upsetting games that I've been to in person. And like, I've been through some bad Notre Dame games. Like, I've I've traveled oh. to go watch them lose to Navy of all teams before in the past, and like oh, oh. that was bad. But I I had kind of been desensitized to USC fans and the USC fan base since moving out here. Cause it's just, it's everywhere. And I was like kind of hype on watching Caleb Williams play. And like, I, I, I was, I tucked away the hatred that I have for USC. Sure. And I, I am not holding back. This is a, I am not afraid to say that I have bias. This is not a reporting show. We are two fans talking football after that fucking game and watching Caleb Williams and him painting his fucking fingernails with fuck ND those goddamn fans when I was walking up to the stadium 
I hate the University of Southern California oh. worse than I ever did when I was growing up. I had so much disdain for them as a Notre Dame fan growing up, and it, it is so much more fucking worse having to sit in What's that goddamn state. Now, I just what happened? I can't stand those fans. They stink. None of them know anything about football. They're the just the worst. They people. had seventy thousand show up. That was a really quiet seventy thousand. It was not. A, it was not a very loud seventy thousand. The band think, was think, louder than the fans. They had no idea what was going 30, on. You think a Notre Dame thirty thousand would be louder? Notre Dame Stadium is bigger than thirty. I'm just 000. saying. Oh, you're saying hypothetical? Yeah, absol- yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I've been. Okay. I've been to some loud. The UNLV game was equally as loud as this one, and I was on field level for this game. I, oh. Again, I stand by it. I hate. USC fans after that game. And I am rooting so hard against them against when they play Washington. I'm rooting so hard uh, against Caleb Williams for the Heisman, even though he's going to win it. I'm going to have a non-biased opinion in a second, but I just had to get that off my chest. How can you, man? I, I think it's because you had to watch him escape, I don't know, a dozen sacks and make incredible throws on your lauded defense. And then watch them also run the rock like nobody's business against that lauded backbone defense of your for your team. It was awesome. It was embarrassing. It was it was un- an awesome game to watch. Yeah, I'm sure on TV. I bet on USC to cover. It hit in the fr- it hit in a half a You're quarter. A piece of it was shit. Awesome, I, dude. I, I, that was a huge play for me also. I I had a great Saturday. It was really embarrassing to watch in person being a Notre Dame fan. But the okay the was non- the stadium cool? You know, I, I've never been at Coliseum. Was the stadium cool? No, I, and I said this on the show a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and, and, U- and USC fans were upset that I said this, and I still stand by it. I'm like, first of all, I have to say I'm very, very thankful for the person who got me those, you know, the access that we did on the mm-hmm. sideline, and we were sitting. You sound really grateful. I, I am extremely thankful, but I, the stadium's okay. It could be so much nicer for the amount of billionaire alumni that USC has. I, I really uh, do think that it should be, and it could be a much, much nicer stadium. I, I'm, I, I don't want to spend too much time on that. My non-biased opinion and thoughts on this game after I just had that meltdown. Sure, USC is a is a quality team. They are a strong team this season. They're a really good team. But what makes them a national championship contending team? is Caleb Williams. And Caleb Williams deserves to win the Heisman. The way that he played against Notre Dame, that is like a staple I mean, he torched them. That was his Heisman game. There were Heisman plays. There was every play. Chris, oh, oh God. Good thing you saw it in person. Chris Fowler was was losing it in the ball. Oh, I heard. It was, it heard. was He was calling first downs when they weren't. He was just, that's another Heisman play. There's his Heisman play. Okay. All right, Chris Fowler. Talk about a hack. And he even, uh, uh, he even openly admitted on the broadcast that he hates – Notre Dame, but uh, besides besides the, point, I like him now. I didn't know. I'll get I'll yeah. get a Chris Fowler jersey. Regardless, sure. the, uh, <laughs> is that like a suit imagine? jacket that says yeah. Fowler on the back? Is yeah, that can you imagine suit jacket <laughs> Fowler on the back? Uh, <laughs> but Sean, my main point there is that uh, that Caleb Williams is going to win the Heisman. But what makes that team so good this season, and what makes them way better than they actually are? You put Jackson Dart still on this team, and I said this last week. They're not the same team. Yeah. They're they're going to compete, and I, I would not be stunned if they're one of the final two teams left in the college football playoff competing for a national championship game. They've got a oh, lot of yeah. holes, a lot of stuff they got to fix, but I think that, that Caleb Williams is so, so scary, the things that he can do. And they got a real fucking shot, don't they, with that dude playing quarterback? I mean, it literally... 
He's just playing it on a different level than everybody right now. He's playing quarterback at a different level. And I took this much time to unlock because all preseason, it was Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Tyler Van Dyke. I was a part of that. I understand. I understand. Yes. Admit it. Yes. All right. Yeah. I I admitted it. Jerk. Uh, And then, um, Caleb Williams coming into his own uh, and just doing it with authority. He only had 35 yards on the ground. That's hard for me to believe. I thought he had way more. He I, was, but, well, he had three rushing touchdowns, and yeah, it was all the plays that he made. He was throwing air. it every time he had those, yeah. those instances. Uh, this Austin Jones dude for USC runs the ball fucking hard also. So it is a uh, it is a dynamic, dynamic offense that they have. Uh, that one-two punch of all right, here's Caleb Williams, and I can hand it off to this stud, or I can run it myself. It's uh, he's the he's the Heisman, and it's great for the CFP to have a Heisman in their Final Four. It is. It's great to have that dude there because if you had somebody that was just tor- just lighting it up at Penn State, say, and they weren't making the CFP, oh well, here's the Heisman candidate. He's gonna be the number one overall pick. Too bad his team was wasn't good mm-hmm. enough to make the playoff. It's a waste. Whereas now. <sighs> I'm glad we're getting to it now before everybody beats it, beats it into the ground and then talks about Heisman winner, the Heisman, 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 Heisman. Uh, but it, it, right now, it's good to kind of give him some props to say, hey, yeah, you're the dude right now and you have the shot to take him to the uh, championship. Yeah. And again, that this is really big for ratings, especially for and storylines. So, you know, especially in an in, in a season where we have had so many teams fall off and there is absolutely uncertainty on who is going to, to make the playoff. Like I, I can't, I can't tell you who the final four teams are going to be. I can tell you who one of them is going to be. It's going to be Georgia. And then outside of that, there are so many things that could happen by the, you know, by the end of the season and by the time that we have the final rankings, but they are really fun to watch. Why don't you know who the final four are? They're pretty obvious. Washington could just, but USC could shit the bed. Like it's so possible. Final four. TCU could also shit the bed. It's possible. The I don't think it's likely. Final four. I don't think it's likely. The final four, which will be incredibly likely. Mm-hmm. How much you want to bet these are the final four, Joe? I'm not saying that I don't think I'm it's going to happen. I'm saying it's Georgia, it's, Michigan, yes. TCU, USC. Obviously. So we know who the final four are going to be. But. There is there's not even a chance. There, there's not even a chance. Okay, so let me ask you this. I don't think Michigan will. Michigan's going to beat Purdue. But say hypothetically, USC lays a, a, a total egg. I think Michigan has a better chance of losing to Purdue than USC does to Washington. No, Washington's a way better. Whoa, Michael Penix. Whoa, whoa. How could you do that? What do you do? Uh, I'm, I'm on you. I'm on you tonight. I'm on you tonight. You can't, what are you, you talking about, though? Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I what saw that Michigan about team. Though? I saw them bumble and stumble versus Illinois, and Purdue stinks, but they have some to- type of weird USC struggled magic. USC lost to Utah and struggled against um against Oregon State. Like the, those are those are notable bad games that they've had on their if they look, they're gonna look past Washington. I'm telling you right now that they're gonna look past Washington. Even if that is do, not a guaranteed lock hey, of a win. Here's the thing: even if they only lose by three, they're still making it, homie. Oh wait, is it is it USC Utah? I thought it was Washington. Why don't you look, why don't you look it up? You're the one who, who should know. Why should I know? Am I the USC fan? How is it Utah? 
I don't know. Who cares? Yeah, it is Utah. Wow, I'm an idiot. Well, okay, well, they already lost to Utah. It doesn't even matter. Well, I don't know why. I th- Everyone was talking about on Twitter that it was going to be Washington. There was a lot of talk about Washington. Uh, regardless, mm. there is not. it's not a foregone conclusion that it is those If they play the same exact game teams. versus Utah, if they play the same exact game that they play versus Utah, they still make the college football playoff. Wait, are you saying if they lose? Yeah. No, come on. A two-loss USC team is a is a lock to make it. Are you kidding me? Who would you put in front of them? Two lo- uh, who would you put in front of them? What two-loss team? Ohio State. After that, no. I I have the I have the most hack take. The like, and this is you say something silly. We're cutting it. Go ahead. Let's hear. Let's I, hear your take. I would argue. Possibly putting Alabama ahead of a two-loss USC team because they've got two losses and they're playing a much more difficult schedule. They're playing a more difficult schedule. I'm going to get some water. No, you're not getting up in the middle of this. I got to get some water. That's not an unreasonable take. They stink. They're not going to make it. I understand the apple cup is big. All right. Um, All right. I want to. I don't want to distract too much. I want to. And thank you, everyone who's commenting. We're going to get to comments, and I know that I just caused an aneurysm for some of our listeners. And ho- co-hosts. Saying, <laughs> Paul K. hates my... <laughs> um, I want to talk about what happened with Ohio State-Michigan. Man, I, I made sure I didn't miss any of this game because I had to trek over to to that the Coliseum. Oh, I watched the whole uh, fucking thing. I watched the whole thing. I made sure to catch this whole game. And I got to say, this was such a fun game to watch because it was unexpected. It was back and forth. And then Michigan just stomped Ohio State into the ground. And honestly, I... (laughs) Bye then. Uh, oh, that'll always make me laugh. First time you hear these guys suck. <laughs> Later. <laughs> Dude, there's some shows that'll take that personally. That's fucking uh, funny. I don't know, man. That's fucking uh, funny. I, I can't, man. I cannot, I can't not laugh at, at a comment like that. That's fucking so funny. <laughs> he didn't give us a chance. He didn't give us a chance. That's really great. Um <laughs> All right, back back to what we were talking about. Oh shit, yeah. Ohio State Michigan was really fun to watch though because the, the you saw the rivalry, the hatred show up on the field. And Michigan when they pulled away did it in such an aggressive manner. Like they yeah. they did it in the most embarrassing like FU way possible to close out that game. And I think and I here's my main takeaway from this Sean uh-huh. It played out exactly the way that I said. Was that the more physical team up front was going to win the football game. And Michigan was the more physical team up front. I didn't get any physicality from Ohio State on, on offense, man. I didn't get any of that. And they, I give them credit. They did a fantastic job of, of slowing down Michigan's run game. They sold every which way out to stop them from running the football. And they were down to a linebacker playing running back. But... J.J. McCarthy, I got to give him a lot of credit, stepped up to the occasion. He had wide open guys because they were blitzing so many players. And all they were asking him to do 
was to complete simple throws, you know, or not simple complete throws. The throws a starting quarterback should make. Yes. Throws to wide open receivers in high pressure situations. And he didn't piss down his leg, which he's done at some points this season. And I give him a ton of credit. If he continues to do that, they are going to continue to progress forward to a point where, where they deserve to be in the playoff and be competing for a national championship. Yeah, the uh, Ohio State decided they're going to shut down the run and gave up 252 yards on the ground. That's that's a, 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 that is inserting a will on somebody, and it's it's fun to watch the Ohio State fans melt down, even though Michigan fans are just as intolerable. I mean, just as intolerable as as an Ohio State fan. But it's interesting to see Michigan go back to back, even, and then watch a, 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 a head coach in Ryan Day be unforgiven, be unforgiven for his atrocities for against the state, basically, where he's put you in a position and your team in a position to go to the college football playoff just about every fucking year that he's been the coach, and he's still got no love. He's still got no love, and it's because he's still dying that fucking beard. That's why nobody feels like he's <laughs> you're genuine. Still, you're still he's hung up on still, the beard. Oh. He's still the, a fan can tell. A fan can tell if oh. they got a real coach. That's why the Michigan fans, no matter how irritated they get with Harbaugh, they know that Harbaugh is Harbaugh, and he's going to say some weird shit. He's going to say some some odd shit, but that's your coach, and that's your coach through and through. If you got a coach that's dying his hair and you got a coach that's standing on the sidelines that's that's getting scared and coaching scared and getting uh, out nutted basically in in a, in a in a massive rivalry game you're not you're not following that dude. You can't follow that dude. He didn't he didn't dial it up in the second half. No. He, How could you almost, not dial it up in the second half, man? You have the talent. It, it's weird. There were literally no halftime adjustments. It felt like from Ohio State. It was like a real nice pivot from by Michigan. And what what made this game and helped them pull away is that they started hitting those those open receivers because of how aggressive Ohio State was attacking. And then they they're scrambling to figure out how to fix this to the point where Donovan Edwards is breaking away for these these long touchdown runs. That's the 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 mental toughness the more physical team, the things I'm talking about. If you're more physical, you have a lot of really bad runs against a team that's really doing an effective job of stopping you. Eventually, you just chip away, chip away. You you stay confident. You, you understand that the tone of your team, you're, you're built on your offensive line, and then eventually it breaks, it shatters, and then you start to break off those long runs, and that, it was a simple ball game from there. They won the game easily he, after that point. Here's what's crazy to me. Ohio State had some control going into halftime. It was a 50-50 ball. It was 20-17 to 17 going into half, right? Ohio State's leading. Mm-hmm. Michigan goes down, first possession, scores a touchdown. And that's all the points scored in the third quarter. Why couldn't you score another point in the third quarter? Why couldn't you, in another, I don't know, 10 minutes of, of ball game in that third quarter, decide, hey, we're not out of this. We're only down by four points. And then get another uh, a 21 hung on them in the fourth. A crazy way to handle that game, to not take any shots, not take any chances. Your defense is holding up. You got a middle linebacker playing with two broken thumbs, doing his best. I, I, I you have talent on the defense, yeah, and they're they're giving you a shot. And on offense, you're not giving yourself a shot. You're not taking any deep ball chances. No, no, no deep play action chances. You're not helping CJ Stroud at all. I, it was it was wild for me to see that implosion. And almost a reliance. I think Ryan Day was almost hoping 
that CJ Stroud would just start finding some magic. And versus in a game like this, and he's not that it, guy. He's, sometimes he's it doesn't that, come. No, right. He is somebody who he's not Bryce Young. And this is my evaluation of him as a, as a prospect has been is that CJ is a really talented quarterback. And when everything is in rhythm and everything's working really well, he is going to light up an opposing defense. Yes. But in the, in the situations where he's gotten punched in the mouth, he's not somebody who's going to just step up to the occasion. He's just not there yet. He's not Bryce. Like right. they're two very different players. And we saw that on, on display today. Sean, one thing I want to bring up and the chat is kind of saying this, and I have to preface this by saying I do not agree with this, but I would not be shocked if by the end of next season, if they lose to Michigan again and they're out of the CFP and the Big Ten title game, if they don't move on from Ryan Day. This is not my opinion. This is the opinion of Ohio State fans and how I think the administration would react because that's what goal number one is, is beat Michigan. Goal number two is win a national championship. If you don't win the national championship, you got to at least beat Michigan. Right. And it's all the comments about him starting on third base. It's not entirely true because you still have to coach a team. And you still have to get some wins and college football players are fickle. But I mean, right. There's a but there's a but there. You got to be able to beat Michigan down the stretch and you have to or if you're going to lose. Do it in a gutsy fashion. You got to look brave out there. You can't look at look, look go out there looking like a coward, basically. And that's what they kind of. And I'm like, dude, this is not the way you approach it. You take shots. You take bombs. All right, that's what you need to do. The crazy thing for me too, though, is it's not like it's not like it's a down year. You know, where you've got like maybe you've got like a uh, a bad quarterback that's in in place that's not a five star. Maybe you've got some holes in different position groups. When will that ever happen at Ohio State? Exactly. This is a five star laden roster, and they've got a lot more five star talent than Michigan does, significantly more. They don't have the same academic restrictions that that Michigan does. Very few institutions in the country have those restrictions like Michigan does. And to not be able to produce a, a, a it's we're not even sitting here talking about like a, a the loss for them to not even be close at the end of that game to get blown out close. that badly with a significant talent gap like that is embarrassing. It's yeah. really fucking embarrassing. Yeah, it was ugly. It was fun though. It was fun because you're like, oh well, this is gonna this is gonna fill some time. Mm. Go ahead, boys, go at it. Uh, I'll take my notes. <laughs> Uh, Sean, the other thing I want to talk about with this before we get to the other two main games, which is LSU and Texas A&M, and then I want to talk a little bit about Clemson, South Carolina. Admittedly, I did not watch those games, but there are still takeaways to have from them no, nonetheless. Fraud. Well, dude, Who's I was going to the game. Okay. I, I was at the game during one of them. And by the way, uh, Joe Serralo, who uh, accompanied me at the game, and he was the one who, who hooked me up with the tickets and brought me with him, uh, watched his phone watched the LSU Texas A&M game more than he was watching the Notre Dame USC game because mm. he bet on it. Um, regardless, that's good optics for the sideline <laughs> and for, for, for the whole situation, isn't it? No, no, the, the people in the box are barely yeah. paying attention yeah. for the, to, to the game. But um, Sean, I want to just discuss though. Do we think like, how do we feel about Michigan's chances for a national championship? They're going to make the playoff. They're going to beat Purdue, but I am legitimately worried about Blake Corum's availability and them being able to replicate that rushing success. If they have to play a team with a good run defense. And I, 
I guess they'd play TCU or or USC before they'd have to play Georgia. Yeah. Luckily, because they're going to move up to two. But I, at the same time, in the minute that they have to play Georgia, I don't think that they can have that same success with JJ McCarthy if they're not running the ball and if they don't have Blake Corum. Sorry, my hair's a disaster. Uh, yeah. The um, dude, if they play a game like they did on Saturday, they got a real shot. That's not a fucking hot take either. They dismantled the number two ranked team in the nation. All right, that that, that is, they 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 could make a very competitive ball game versus any of these teams. And I know we look back last year at that Georgia team and that that game that they played in uh, in the first week, right? Mm-hmm. In the semis or whatever the fuck they're called, they um, that Georgia team might not have that. It they might not be able to do that again that badly to Michigan this year if they played those, but that 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 standard they played last year. Well, because that was a bloodbath last year. Yes, they, they, that was that was awful. We're sitting here. Well, Georgia's number one. They're not losing to anybody. And then this year, it's like well. Georgia had a weirdly close game with Mizzou, and then I know they just beat Georgia Tech, but there's no reason on planet Earth why they should have ever been down to Georgia Tech. It seems like they're a bit slow starters this year, uh, and Michigan, slow starters also. So if they can keep it close in the second half, then I'm looking at something. It's getting a little dicey here. You know, mm-hmm. you're getting a little action maybe going in the second half. I think I, they have a shot to get make it very competitive. Yes. And I think here's the main difference and the main key thing that is going to be so important and this should be blatantly obvious to anyone who's tuning into the show the difference between last year and this year is the quarterback position Cade McNamara is incredibly limited he's like a slightly better version of Drew Pine he was holding them back and his issues showed up against Georgia blatantly showed up against against Georgia last year and if J- as JJ has been inconsistent this season, we have been waiting for him to step up and play to that five-star potential against a big opponent, and he did it against Ohio State. If he can replicate a similar performance and not be flustered by pressure because they're going to send a lot of it, or even if they don't send pressure, that defensive line is going to come after him very aggressively. They're going to be trying to put his ass into the ground with a lot of aggression. If he can make those plays, step up in the pocket, hit his guys in stride when they're open, then they're capable of potentially winning that game. I believe so. I still think that Georgia is favored and that they would likely win, but they now have a capability to. It's a uh, – uh, oh, jeez. God. Congratulations. Thanks, Blake. Blake, I mean, uh, we're not uh... – <laughs> I talked so much shit to Blake this week about Southeastern Louisiana. Wasn't uh, it a three-point game, Blake? Wasn't it like 45-42? Yeah, but I That's told him at least that a it, chance. I told him that Idaho was going to blow out Southeastern Louisiana. Um, I also mispronounced Coach Selfo's name when I interviewed him, and he was not he's happy giving, He's giving it. you the business. Keep, keep uh, this fine here, pal. It's, I can't back you up. He's giving you, he's giving you the business. It, it's honestly so deserved. I, I know that Blake is... <laughs> oh, you can't do this at Hack City. You can't. This is our city, Joe. You have to protect the city here. What, what do you mean protect it? You also said that, that you're Idaho is going to win. Letting the, you're letting the... The, the, the Louisiana guys come in here and gentrify Hack City. Come on. <laughs> help us out. Wait, wait. <laughs> How did this turn FCS in like two seconds? I don't know. 
Um, I, I appreciate that Blake is giving me shit. Um, but you also picked Southeastern Louisiana. So what does it matter? I don't know. Wait, all right, whatever. Did I? I think he did. Oh, or no, you picked you picked Idaho. I'm completely discombobulated by, it's, by Blake's it, comment. It's two different two different worlds we're sitting in right now. Yes. Um. I, I I'm gonna I'm sure that Blake will throw another comment hey, in there. Hey, while he's here, why don't we get on to our next game, Joe? Yeah, let's get on to our next game. I want There's a really quick, quick comment that we have from uh, Alex's Horned Frogs. Um, why are we sleeping on Michigan? Just winning the semifinals. I think TCU is legit and can beat Michigan if they play the way that they played against UT and Iowa State. They Both fucking, great they defenses, f- no bias. They fucked on Iowa State this weekend. Fucked on is an understatement. Um, 62 points is a violation of uh, a team that's supposed to have like a competitive, well-coached defense. And I, I even talked about like when Texas barely beat them, that like that is uh, you know, a really, really difficult situation. Thank you, Blake. I, I'm ah, sure I stick check. around for the next game, Blake. <laughs> stick around. We got something for you. <laughs> yeah, he, he's not ready. He doesn't want to hear. We were going to talk about LSU, Blake. I'm sure you don't want to be around for that. Um, but to that point, talking about TCU, I think that there is a, a slight talent difference between Michigan and TCU. And as much as I love TCU and as much as I have been an aggressive supporter of TCU, and I'm rooting for them. They're the most fun team to talk about. I, I'm, and I'm not going to talk about USC because I hate them so much, oh, but so cool. I, I that talent gap, if both teams show up ready to play in that game, it's just slight enough where Michigan has that edge. Now, if you if you find a way to here's, get... Here's a different edge that TCU has, though. What? Brass fucking clangers. And a quarterback that doesn't care. And a quarterback that's built for the moment. All right, problem that, solved that, then. That's, the, that's where we're at. That'd be an awesome matchup. Problem solved then. Steamed up. <laughs> All right, LSU, Texas A&M. All I really know about this game is that Devon A-Chain completely popped off and had a huge performance. And Jimbo was on life support, but this game in itself might have been enough to give him not not like a, a, a full resurgence, but give him a little bit of life and what we thought was going to be a very dead situation. Oh, I mean. It, but but this gave him a game. Yes. To, to, to rest. First, the, yeah. I wouldn't say they weren't going to fire him at the end of the season. I don't think. I think that they would have done it already. But it might give him a little, a tiny bit of momentum going into next year. Because they, they're not bowl eligible. This is the last game that they played. Yeah. My main takeaway from this, though, from the LSU perspective, I feel, and I have no idea if Blake is still tuned in or not, that and I kind of been saying this a little bit on this show that we were a little too quick to back LSU after they beat Alabama without really fully diagnosing what kind of a team that they were. Uh-huh. And I think that we now saw that they're not as good as we expected them to be. They're still a year away from being truly competitive, which is fine. It's a first year head it's a coach good place to be. Right, and your team was a mess last year. It's not like it's an immediate turnaround there were so many problems with that roster there are so many more complete teams that they would have to compete with but those issues showed up and they showed up and looked extremely flat yeah it's just a team pissing down their leg and an opportunity where they they couldn't get momentum and they couldn't make stops versus texas a&m who was playing in their bowl game uh, who was who was deciding well let's put the last film we can all, uh, out on the year uh, before the pro day comes along uh but Man, to, to sit here and be, hey, look at this. We're kind of in a position to maybe control our own destiny. Tall task ahead, 
but we need to be able to get to that point of playing Georgia in the championship game to maybe give ourselves a shot. No shot anymore. No shot. Go ahead, LSU. Uh, recoup. Get on your recruiting tours. Go go start uh, running that up, doing your best. But uh, right now, it, it, you just you got to sit here and be like, I'm feel I'm actually feeling for the players a little bit because they had a taste. You had a taste this year. You didn't get it though. You guys pissed down your leg. Yeah, and it's 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 really hard to to complete a season in the SEC. And I, I just think it, this was purely the circumstance of one, like what I just talked about, them not being as good as we thought that they were. But on top of that, looking past Texas A&M and assuming that they were just like uh, you know a total bitch that they were going to knock down and walk past, and that's not the case. SEC teams can win on any weekend if you're not prepared to play them. Yeah, yeah, uh, no kidding. I mean, which it was is, just, yeah. I was just going to say, which is exactly the case for what happened with South Carolina and Clemson. Dude. I mean, we, Joe likes to do the bit where he'll, he'll break his arm, pat himself on the back. We've been saying it since week four. This Clemson team is not the, Cle- they're not that guy. All right. Yes. They're not that guy. They, they, they don't have the quarterback. They don't have, they just don't have it. It, it was an ugly game for Clemson. Fucking ugly. I am excited that this happened because it, it finally validates a lot of the things that I've been saying is that as good as they are up front along the offense and defensive line and how great Will Shipley is, problems at quarterback and receiver and in the secondary, we're going to catch up to them. And as mediocre as South Carolina has been offensively, they were in stride. They were pissed off. And I said going into this game, that that momentum was not going to carry in Clemson's favor. They were going to come out swinging with an effort and, a, and a, a, an intent to prove themselves, and they did exactly that. The, 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 the thing that we just need to acknowledge here, the ACC is really bad this year. This is a it's down a really, year. really bad year for them. They suck. It's the, not a good competitive conference, and the we number need to one, stop pretending it is. The quarterback on their best team went 8-for-29 for 99 yards, one touchdown, one pick. What, that's let me DJ, ask you, that's DJ. Let me ask you this. Do you think that there is, if he enters the portal, do you think that there is any redeeming qualities at all for him? He'll go to Oregon. Did what, what Bo Nix did. Are you saying that with certainty that you have a source, or are you just saying that? Because I have you're the second person I've heard say that. Well, Bo Nix had a, a, a year like what I think we are seeing from DJ this year. Mm-hmm. And then he went to Oregon. And now Bo Nix is like, hey, look at this guy. Kind of looks like Justin Herbert out there. Not exactly like him, but this guy's running an offense and he's doing pretty good. <clears throat> DJ looks the part. Big arm. Can run the rock. And it's all strong recency. Frame. A strong frame. It's all recency effect. Strictly 100% my speculation is, is recency effect. Go to Oregon, pal. Go ahead. It, yeah, I bet you do better in Oregon. You know what the other one I throw out there? So I, I think Washington, assuming Penix leaves, would be a really good one. But uh, Kenny Dillingham, who was Bo Nix's offensive coordinator that produced uh-huh. all these results, is now Arizona State's head coach. Sure. So like shit, like I think that that's also a really good option for them because they're going to need to re- completely refigure it out. But the main takeaway is here, and we this is already a great question and perfect timing. I think that DJU is going to be the, a, a big name to watch this offseason because I think if he lands in a favorable situation with an actual creative offensive coordinator and not one that is going to slam his head against the wall, trying to run the same crap week in and week out. 
he is capable and has that five-star talent to be good enough. Yeah, he he has it. He needs to find a way to have it tapped in to that first game when he was playing versus Notre Dame. When he came in, he threw for 400 and, and made it look like, oh, well, I know they have Trevor Lawrence, but they got this kid waiting in the waiting in the rafters right now mm-hmm. to come in and, and he's going to be the next guy. He's going to be the – I don't know why Cade Klubnik couldn't do that this year. That dude looked – I mean, he was fine, but it was not that first impression that we get from a lot of these Clemson quarterbacks or that we have been getting from them. Yeah, there was a little bit of an overhype for Klubnik, which I didn't really – I didn't totally understand – Mm-hmm. Because like I, I felt, it feels as though that everyone assumes he's going to be this, you know, this high level kid. They're going to be competing for a national championship the minute that he starts. But like, I, I'm relatively unimpressed at times, especially that one drive he had against Notre Dame, where he threw a, a pick six or a really bad interception. I forget which one it was. It was yeah. He's great, but I think he's got a lot to prove before we can assume that he's just a you know like a Heisman Trophy winner, as everyone's assuming. And I guess the I don't I never have a lot to add on recruiting or transfers and stuff like that. That's really mm-hmm. Joe's realm. I'm a game breakdown guy and yeah. a team breakdown guy. But I don't know. Biggest transfers. Who are the best players from Cincinnati? They'll be a Badger. Uh, I honestly, to, to I be saw, honest, I saw, one of their cor- I saw one of the corners, number six, enter the portal. It's not shocking. And I'm like, ah, like, oh, hey, Wisconsin could use you. They're like a coach, huh? There's probably going to be a lot of kids from Texas A&M that enter the portal, and it, sure. I'm not fully caught up on this. To be totally honest, Tyler, uh, who asked this question, but if you can quickly assume the situations where guys will be leaving, it's Texas A&M. Uh, there's probably going to be cleaning house at Wisconsin. There's probably going to be, you know, cleaning house um, where, where you just said Cincinnati is another one. Like there's yeah. going to be a lot, a lot of movement in various places at, at, at programs like that. Uh, I want to get to this question though from Aim Botter, who has been waiting patiently. He asked this question earlier, but we didn't get to it. Who's winning the ACC championship? Con? I don't know the other conference championships. Cause they're going to get better view because no one's going to watch this fucking game. Uh, they'll, they'll tune into the big 12 in the mountain West. This is terrible for this. this is so I, bad. Clemson us, uh, UNC God, geez. Uh, I, dude, you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. Maybe Drake May goes out there and puts up a big, a big fun game for us to go watch. And I'll, I'll, I'll put my stake in that UNC team who has been fraudulent and disappointing as much as Clemson has. Yeah, I bet them. I bet them to cover. By the way, this weekend, and that was one of my losses. I just, I am going to pick UNC. But I can't wait for UNC to do the most UNC thing ever and let Dabo get another win on the season and another and another little trophy for his case. Right. It's kind of like with the Michigan-Ohio State game where like my gut's telling me it's probably just going to be Clemson. Like Clemson's probably just going to win. But yeah. optimistically, I believe if we consider the weaknesses in the way that these two teams are structured – NC or not NC State. North Carolina has the edge in this situation. Drake May is fantastic. Yep. They're killing teams through the air. If they don't play the way that they did against NC State, and they can get back into rhythm, they can air it out against Clemson. And they very clearly do not have the offense to keep up with a team that is going to just attack them on every single drive. Like South Carolina just did it. Yeah, and it's yeah. going to happen again. South Carolina played hard. They played hard. Clemson didn't play that hard. Wonder who won the game. Uh, we got another question. Anyone who wants to drop questions in, feel free to. We're going to get to as many as we can. Probably going to wrap soon, most likely. But uh, 
Tyler Waldrops, he is asking, did Jim Leonard not want the Wisconsin head gig? Uh, I don't have any sourcing on this. Uh, neither of us have any sourcing. You don't know my sources. Part. You've got, you know, people with sources. You do not have any sources. Um, my sources have not said anything about their sources yet. Okay. For me, uh, I, I, he didn't do shit. So yeah, I don't think Wisconsin wanted him having the head gig. And it's weird seeing Wisconsin go from two guys that seem to be beloved in Wisconsin to, hey, here's this guy from Cincinnati. And uh, uh, you keep that in Cincinnati. Uh, but the uh, it's a better hire. Is it, Fickle knows how to get it. Uh, he knows how to build a program. I'm, I'm in, I can't believe he left. I can't believe he left yeah, Cincinnati. I, I thought that if he was going to go somewhere, it would be at a – and I said this in my reaction video. If anyone wants to go check that out – I said that he was going to leave for a top 15 program and Wisconsin's a very big program um, and it's a recognizable brand, but it's not as easy to recruit to for them to get fickle is huge. And I think that Leonard, to your point, like he had all the opportunities to prove himself and take this job and they had some nice wins, but he, he shit the bed. He, and he shit the bed in the worst subconference in the power five in the big 10 West. Mm-hmm. You got you got to be able to do that, Sean. Let's create a, a an absolute vacuum here. Sure, we're making a complete specific vacuum situation here. Eric J is asking, do you think the committee would dare put Bama ahead of Ohio State? So, say we're in a situation where Bama is like kind of creeping up a little bit here. They're creeping up a little bit here. Say that that all hell breaks loose. Michigan loses. TCU loses. USC loses. In embarrassing fashion, and you're—you don't need all those things to happen. But there is question on who that fourth team is. Would you rather, and say you're completely removing a team, and you're—you have to pick between Ohio State and Alabama. Who do you think gets in? If you're the committee and you're picking, and you're committing, you're picking with the committee's logic. Who do you think gets put in? It's so it's so tough because I was so ready for a I gotta stay in the vacuum. Let me stay in the vacuum. I think they pick Alabama. I think they do. It's Alabama. It's too recognized. Uh Ohio State also hasn't played in the SEC this year. Uh their loss, one loss given, granted, uh, was a bad loss. Alabama's losses overtime to LSU and uh Game-winning field goal versus Tennessee. Very close games. Coin flip games. Coin flip games. They had some other close wins. They barely got out of Texas. They barely beat Texas A&M. Uh, regardless, they, they, their losses were better losses than one Ohio State loss in which they looked completely unacceptable in their home stadium. At home. They looked completely unacceptable. Were both of Alabama's losses on the road? I think yes, it was in they, Rocky Top and in Death Valley. Right. Another the, point for Bama. Yeah. This debate, and it, it sucks. I hate going down this rabbit hole of who's got the more quality losses, but this is the only way to solve it because it's it's two on one. Their their signature win is beating Penn State, who's ranked very highly. Alabama doesn't have a ton of ranked wins this year, which is abnormal. However, I think what you just said is the perfect explanation is that Oh, well, thank you. Their top fuck off. Uh, wow. their, <laughs> their top 
loss that they have is a blowout to Michigan. Meanwhile, Alabama's losses are two two ranked teams being Tennessee and LSU at their hottest also. But the, then the counter argument is though is like, well, shouldn't Tennessee be at I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. I don't want to go down that. Tennessee, fuck off. You hurt We're, me this year, Tennessee. You hurt me. I also don't want Tennessee in without Hendon Hooker because it's going to be really hard to watch them. Right. It, they would get dogged by whoever they played. Um, sure. Aim Botter is asking, and I think we're going to close on this question unless we get any additional ones. Who are y'all picking in the Big 12 championship game, Kansas State or TCU? I'm picking Kansas State. We'll probably do a full preview on this, but off the dome, I I still lean TCU. The momentum that they are carrying and having beaten them once already, and I know that I was screamed at by Kansas State fans for getting this wrong. They did beat Kansas State with uh, with multiple quarterback injuries. I still have faith and belief on a neutral field that TCU gets the job done, assuming everybody is healthy. Yeah, TCU. Uh, it scares me. This game scares me because it would be super TCU to have the best season ever and then blow it down the stretch, which, again, okay, basic. Dan had a really good take on it where he said, if you're playing a 13th game, it shouldn't be held against you while well, all these other teams have a bye week, right? Yeah, and, and, their and, hand in their pants. On the yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you're just kind of sitting here. you're like, okay, it shouldn't be held against them then because they had to play another week. It should be decided now. That's what it was. It was a very compelling argument that I'm not doing justice to and for, but it's kind of put me in that headspace where it's like, well, yeah, it kind of makes sense. These other teams aren't putting themselves at risk of loss in the, in this upcoming week. Uh, But I mean, that's, that's why he's where he's at, not where I'm at, where I'm at. Uh, Regardless, I'll go with TCU off the dome. All right. This is a really fun question. And we're going to wrap with this one. Tyler Waldrop asking, which team looking back to early season were you the most wrong about? I've got two, and these are not shocking. Notre Dame and LSU are the two that Ah. I was the most wrong about. I said that LSU was going to have a terrible season. They've proven me wrong. They had a couple nice wins, not as good as we thought that they were recently, but still had a couple nice wins. Notre Dame, I really did believe um, if Tyler Buckner played as good as he could have, that they would be competing for a national championship game and they shit the bed every which way and Buckner got hurt and we, the rest is history. Yeah, I was wrong a lot. I'll, I'll, I'll own up to a uh, and I wasn't super in, but I was in enough where it's mm-hmm. embarrassing. Uh, I was in on Utah embarrassing, not in on them, but, uh, NC State, I put a weird like like I'm in, like NC State. I think is going to be yeah. really good and really challenge the ACC. That was I was wrong about. And for the FCS listeners, if they're in here, Incarnate Word, I'll go back in on that. Yeah, very very niche pick there. Um, yep. All right, that's going to wrap us up on everyone who tuned in. This was great participation from our listeners. No Colin or Fresh today, so we I know them. They'll, I'm sure they'll catch the replay. Good riddance. At Joe DeLeon. Oh, okay. come on. I know. I'm being mean. I'm, I'm being, I'm being, I'm being a, a goose. At Joe DeLeon, at Sanderson Radio. Make sure you hit subscribe. Turn on the notification bell for the next time that we do go live. And we do greatly appreciate everyone who hopped in. We've got more content coming. Preview show. You can, everything possible with these head coach hirings. We'll be doing reactions to them. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We'll talk to you folks later. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.